Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ron and Anian. When a hurricane hits Florida and how many EVs get wiped out as they did in the last couple of storms, right? All of a sudden, the losses multiply at such a rate that the insurance company can't make a rate of return on their investment. The car doctor. I think you're going to find you're going to loosen the rail and just kind of ease it out of the way. Do you have a heated garage so it's warm? I do. Okay. So, you know, I would park it in there overnight, get it good and warm, and just take your time. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. So we were we took a road trip last week, and um, you know we hope you enjoyed last week's show, Mark Mills, and um, we had fresh calls, and we hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, you know it's just a pleasure to do this and work this hard for all of you because we know you really want your car knowledge, and we're trying to give it to you. And you know we see that. In each and every one of you, we see the occasional um, run-in with Car Doctor fans that uh, um, you know seems to come up from time to time. I was out in Pittsburgh last weekend, no no bones about it, and I sat down and had dinner with the president of the local Car Doctor fan club, uh, President Rodney Westfall. He's out there, and uh, um, uh, he, I happened to run into him and um, at a social gathering and. You know, his wife Anita said, "Ron, you gotta, you gotta take him out to dinner. You gotta sit and talk to him because every time I get in the car, all he does is listen to you going to work, coming from work, wherever we go. He makes excuses to go get in the car to take a ride just so he can listen to you uh, while he's driving his car because he just loves the show. So, for you, Rodney, my buddy, hey buddy, this is a shout out to you, and I appreciate all your efforts and all your kind words. And I enjoyed dinner. We'll have to get together again real soon and do it again. But uh, President Rodney of the uh, Car Doctor Fan Club out Pittsburgh way. So I think he listens in on the Altoona station." Uh, so a shout out to the folks over at Altoona too. They're keeping uh, they're keeping the car doctor legend growing, as we are trying to uh, get to everybody's broken cars here in America and and beyond. 
We had a 66 Cadillac in the shop recently, and I keep threatening to tell you this story, but I, I guess it's taken me a while because... I, you know, you just don't think it's going to happen like this. 66 Cadillac, Bobby Berman's car, a good customer, a long time, and um, uh, 66 Cadillac Eldorado, right? The last of the big-time rides. You know, you can just see that car cruising down the road, uh, white leather interior with the, you know, that mint green paint on the outside, all factory, just a big boat. Uh, the car barely fits in the shop. It really does. The, the, the bays at the shop are 28 feet deep. When I put this car inside, you can just about get the garage door closed. So you can imagine how big this car is. It's just colossal, right? And it needed a starter. And we, we thought this was going to be a fairly simple thing. I, you know, a starter on a 66 Cadillac. How hard could this be? So we, you know, had to push it into the bay, which is no easy trick. It took four guys to push this this car with one guy steering. It was just, it's just colossal. Uh, you know, now I know why. I, I don't understand. Somebody said to me, how come we built smaller houses in the 50s and 60s, but we made the car so big? I don't have an answer to that. I really don't. You know, and the service bays now, then... We're, you know, look how big we made service bays, yet we were building cars that were just, everybody would look at it and go, well, that'll never fit. Well, then just make the building bigger. How hard would that have been? I, but anyway, 66 Cadillac Eldorado, put a starter in it. I think I'm the East Coast's resident expert on starter installation for 66 Cadillac Eldorado. I can do one in 17 minutes and talk to you at the same time and not even break a sweat. I think if I get another chance to do it, I can probably get it down to under 12 minutes because I had five times. I had five shots to do this car. I got two starters. I got a black one and a blue one. The black one came out. I handed the black one to Bob. I said, go get it rebuilt. We'll put the blue one in if he can't get it rebuilt right away. I said, at least you can take the car, get it out of here because it's going to snow because I don't want the car around in a snowstorm. I don't want to be responsible for it. And life is good. He said, you know what? I'll run right down now and get it done and Let's see how fast I can do it. I said, all right. I left the car on a lift because I really didn't feel like pushing it off again, uh, given, the, given the mammoth size, even though my lift protested. You could see the arms sagging. But I said, oh, what the heck? He was back within hour and a half. Rebuilt starter. All nice. Painted. You know, new, new internals. All the parts tested. Worked. Up, up it went. Well, up it went. Out it came again because that didn't work. It actually tore the drive right off the gear. The, uh, the, the clutch where they starter drive gear goes in somehow it just all managed to fall apart i handed it to him at this point i had to put the blue starter in because and it was just blue because that's what it was painted it was this old starter he had lying around the garage he doesn't even know where he got it from but it was the exact starter for the car so i put the blue starter in and got the car out the door it started no problem he took the black starter back the the starter rebuilder kept it overnight went through it again you know apologized said hey you know these starter drive set up, come out of a place in Cleveland. So Cleveland, shame on you. And, you know, he doesn't understand that it's all American-made parts. Yeah, sure. So we got the black starter back. I pulled the car back in, took the blue starter out, put the black starter in, and now the drive didn't allow... Let me see. That was the case where the solenoid didn't pull it in on the electromagnetic uh, switching, and it didn't pull the gear out enough to engage the flywheel, so that didn't work. Black starter came out, blue starter went in, car went out, went back to him. Went through the whole thing, bench tested it, changed, you know, everything, as I was told, and came back the next day, car drove in, black starter, blue starter came out, black starter. I did this five times. It was just unbelievable. 
you know, in the last time we were so confident, we were so sure. And I kept thinking black and blue, black and blue. I'm starting to feel like this is what I'm starting to feel like. I'm just battered and beat up. So the last go around, it was about uh, quarter to six on a, on a Friday and sent him back down with the bad starter. He showed up with it and I stayed late, stayed late and put the new, the, the newly reconditioned for the third time black starter in and it didn't work. You know what? I stayed till seven o'clock. It only took me, it only took me 17 minutes. Bob stood there and watched me. I had all the tools laid out. I knew it. I knew it blind anyway. I could, it was like memory from 40 years ago. Everything came back. Swapped it out. So right now, the 66 Cadillac's got the blue starter in it. And the issue is, and I thought this was interesting, 65 and 66 Cadillac Eldorado had brackets to hold the starter in alignment to the block. It was a it was a support thing. And I guess, you know, Cadillac back in the day was, we're top of the line, we're luxury, we're heavy-duty everything, we're, you know, better than the rest. So we're going we're gonna to bracket and hold the starter better than just two bolts at the headpiece. So he took that old starter back, and the rebuilder, who's ready to jump off the, you know, thank God the rebuilder has a one-story building, because I think if it was three stories, he would have jumped off the roof. Um, He rebuilt the starter again. So now I have to face this week, I have to decide, do I really want to take the blue starter out that's working and put the black starter in just to see if it's finally fixed, or do we just want to dream that it's working because we'll never use it anyway and just leave it lying around the garage? You know, the problems aren't just with new cars. The problems aren't just with old cars. They're with all cars. And it seems lately, ever so much in the last three to five years, the quality of parts has just gone so far downhill that you can see the the evolution of technology has created this, this chasm of a hole where we're just not getting the quality of parts. And maybe that's what they want. You know, it's 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 sort of my my conspiracy theory conversation with you that I never like to have. You know, it's 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 what are they trying to do? Henry Ford once said he would give you the car for free because the parts fall off it so fast that without those parts you can't fix it or drive it that you need a wheelbarrow behind it to pick them up. And I I, I think he was right. Um, of course, he was probably being prophetic for some of his cars in the future or present day. Um, you know, especially that new, that new was it, that 10-speed transmission in the F-150s? P-U. Um, but in any event, so 66 Cadillac Eldorado, if you've got one, I'm your guy. I can put a starter in that. I could probably put that starter in blindfolded at this point. Um, but understand and know, you know, for the old car hobby, for the folks that say, ah, it's an old car, it's easy to fix. Yeah, you got to get parts for it first. Because a lot of the stuff comes in from China, a lot of the stuff gets replicated, and a lot of the stuff is junk. And now I'm finding even the domestic stuff, it's a problem. So, um, you know, if you've got a 66 Eldo, I'd like to know where you get your starter rebuilt too, by the way, because I'll pass it on to Bob and uh, let him know. So, got a bunch of things to talk about this hour. The phones are lit up. I want to talk about Ford cutting the F-150 lightning output. Um, Just reporting the news. By the way, I have to comment, you know. I put these things up on the Facebook page, just trying to be social. And I just say EVs in the news. And every time I put something up about EVs where the news is reporting that there's a problem with electric vehicles, it amazes me how narrow minded people are. And I find they're the ones with the electric vehicles that are posting the derogatory comments about 
We've got nothing else to talk about. We're reporting the news. We're keeping you informed. That's what a radio show, part of the responsibility of why we're here. So it's to give you guys enough information. You can make a discerning uh, decision. So, um, you know, don't take offense. We're just trying to help, help, help keep things even keeled so that it's not all biased one way or the other. Um, so just boggles my mind how they can't take the news and they take it out on us. So. Anyway, I'm Ron Annie in the car doctor. I'm ably, ably assisted. Oh, Tom wants to know about the EVs in Chicago. That was the story that set everybody off, Tom. It was a story about in Chicago, all the EVs are dying from the cold weather. There was a there was a post on social media yesterday from Ford Tech Maluco. Makulo Maluco, I forget his last name, how he pronounced it. But he's a he's a super good, super dude, Ford Tech, Ford engineer. He's on YouTube all the time talking about Ford products how he had an F-150 Lightning and he saw the range drop to 99 miles on a full charge because of the cold weather. 99 miles. Wait till he hooks it. And somebody said, wait till you hook a trailer up to it and start towing with it. And I was like, yeah, that'll be absolutely useless. So, uh, you know what? Be as mad as you want at me about EVs. You know what? It's not happening. It's just not happening. It's going to take an you know awful what? lot. I believe that story. Yeah. yeah. I believe it too. I, Tom... Well, he, no. No, because I, le- I left my laptop in my car one day this week when it was in the teens. Three hours later, it came up and told me the battery was dead, and it had a full charge when it went in the car. So, right. And normally it lasts how long? Oh, it'll last me all day. <laughs> anyway, let's pull over take the pause, 855-560-9900. Ron and Eddie and the car doctor, ably assisted by the wonderful Tom Ray. We'll both be back right after this. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Keep Ron's number handy, 855-560-9900, for when you really need advice on your car. Here's Ron. Hey, let's get over to Florida and talk to Gary. Gary, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Well, I had uh, a little bit of problem with my mileage on my 14 CRV. Now, I have around 180000 on that. 
but it runs like a brand-new car as far as I'm concerned compared to the cars I've had in the past. Okay. Anyway, this summer we were in Ohio, and uh, I had to replace the uh, alternator. Um, we were in Youngstown. Anyway, uh, had it, uh, I took it into the uh, local uh, dealership, and uh, when I get it back, my mileage on the computer dropped down to around 21, 22 miles per gallon. From what? Prior to that, from 29.5 for years. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't figure it out at all. And uh, it just kept, if I drove it like distance, it would come up some. So finally, in the Florida here, I took it to uh, a uh, garage in uh, Sebring, and I had the uh, plugs and the uh, coils and the uh, uh, yeah, the <laughs> crap. I can't think of the other term. The uh, injectors. Okay. Uh, Replay. Now I'm doing uh, twenty-seven. 27, 2, 3, uh, between that. And all this time, a uh, period of time where the computer says it's such and such, I've been doing the mathematics uh, check, too. And when I do the mathematics check, it comes right with the, uh, what the computer is saying. What would cause that other than what, you know, uh, what I replaced. The only thing Would I can be... the only thing I can think of is there's an issue with that new alternator that's creating a signal, um, a bad, a, a partially bad diode or a failing diode. Even though it's new, new doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, is there an issue with that alternator that it's creating a a voltage signal or a voltage spike that's somehow transitioning into the way the computer's interpreting English and we're 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 causing a problem that way. I, you know, the difference between 27 and 29, I wouldn't sweat that, but it's curious. Well, 20, but it was down 22. Well, but the difference between, you know, why putting spark plugs and injectors in, something doesn't make sense in that, because we can both agree that putting an alternator in doesn't wear out spark plugs and doesn't wear out ignition coils. It shouldn't, right? It has no bearing on it. You know, when they did the... When they did the alternator, they likely disconnected the battery, so the computer lost its adaptives. And then when it relearned, it relearned however it was running at that moment. Right? Well, yeah, just after I uh, this happened, I went back into the dealer, and I was told I was full of baloney. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think you're full of baloney. I think you're experiencing, I think you're experiencing an adaptive reset. The computer lost its memory, and mm-hmm. it had to relearn all over again. Now, why there's such a yeah, drastic it, difference, I don't have an answer for that. Uh, you know, I can okay. I can point I can point to the alternator and say, hey, I put a scope on it and look at the AC leakage. I'd look at to see do I have a diode failing? Is the diode somehow creating noise on an electrical line that's causing the computer to misinterpret information at a, at some subtle level that it's affecting engine operation, which it obviously is. I'd also want to go in and look at things like fuel trim and calculated load and how does it respond 
to inputs and output requests as far as various well, sensors? You've got me lost because I'm um, from the old school. So, so okay. So I want to go in and I want to look at the. I want to look. I want to look on a scan tool. Does the car run richer, leaner? Is it right on the cutting edge of failure? Is the choke partially stuck? I'll take you to there. All right. Um, you know, is is the, is the choke flap on the carburetor gummed up and, and partially closed? There's no carburetor on this car, by the way, but we both know that. All right. Yeah, I know that. You know, uh, um, yeah. You know, I'm looking. I'm looking for an electrical problem that's creating a bad, oh, okay. a poor running condition vis-a-vis the computer. Because let's face it, the alternator, the whole, the alternator is the heart of the electrical system, right? Yeah. So you know that was the only part they changed. You know, I, I would, I would also take a look and ask, ask the really silly question. Just because you took it to a Honda dealer doesn't mean did they use a Honda alternator? Was it a was it a real Honda part or was it something from an outside source? Because some of the outside sources, some of the aftermarket sources, aren't great. Um, I and I have seen problems like that get get created by using something like that. So you know, if you want to go back to that shop in Sebring, ask them to go and look at short and long term fuel trim. Ask them to look at calculated load sort of do a heart rate and blood pressure test of the engine and see what kind of numbers they come back with. And if you need more, give me a call, Gary. I'm Ron Annie in the car, Doctor. I'll be back right after this. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Smart journalism, fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Welcome back, Ron Nane, the car doctor. Um, real quick, if Gary is still listening, one thought, Gary, we didn't have time to address it, is you went from Florida to Ohio. What brand and blend of fuel were you using? Were you staying consistent? You know, when we traveled to Pittsburgh last weekend, I noticed several of the gas stations we were at had different levels and higher levels of ethanol. 
And you have to watch that when you travel, because if you're not paying attention, you'll grab the wrong ethanol rating for the vehicle. Vehicle will still run, but higher ethanol content will drop mileage, and then it takes a while for the computer to relearn itself, and maybe that's what you're chasing, and maybe that's the coincidence of the alternator going bad in Ohio, being replaced, battery being disconnected, running on a higher grade of ethanol-based fuel, and then you got back to Florida. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what the spark plugs were like. I don't know what the injectors were like. I'd have to look at service history to, you know, actually see physical parts. But are we are we just missing the one thing we didn't talk about, and that was the type and blend and you know ethanol content of the fuel? So just something else to add to the mix if you're still out there. Let's uh, oh, let's wander over. Let's go to Danny in Mexico City. Danny, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm all right. How about yourself, Ron? I'm good. good to hear you again. You too. What's going on? Well, uh, I've got this uh, 1984 Renault Alliance. Believe it or not, it's, it's got a manual transmission. Yep. And uh, uh, it likes to make uh, to make this uh, weird noise uh, when I go out on a road trip. You know, for an extended period of time, like over an hour and a half, give or take, it starts making a grinding noise. It's very uncomfortable and worrisome. Uh, like. Uh, grumble type of noise. Right. Uh, when I'm on, on fourth gear and fifth gear, and as soon as I pull over, you know, to the side of the road, it goes and, away. Uh, uh, like shut the engine off, it goes away after like ten to fifteen minutes, and I get back up on my way. Uh, and that stops doing it. Um, I took the car to the shop uh, to a Renault specialized uh, mechanic, and uh, he unbolted uh, a lower cover of the transmission itself. And uh, he was wondering if uh, the transmission had this, you know, gutter type of thing that supposedly redirects the gear oil to the fifth gear uh, and the fourth gears. And, uh, well, sure enough, it was there. So I figured, you know, that was like the root cause of the problem because, well, uh, in, any, in any other circumstances, uh, the car doesn't make that noise at all. It's only after traveling for about 70 to 75 miles. So something's getting hot. Uh, on a road trip, like using fourth and fifth years. Right. So what happens if, you know, what happens if while it's making this noise, Danny, if you pop it into neutral and just coast? Yeah, it just goes away. It goes yeah, away. the moment you uh, put it in neutral. Okay. Yeah, it goes um, away completely. What if you leave it in gear and just push in the clutch? Uh, it also goes away. Okay, so it's yeah, lo- it's it's it's, and it's, and not- it's load on the transmission, right? Well, uh, it does it either like you know, like pushing the accelerator pedal or actually letting go of it, like uh, on a uh, downhill incline. You know, like um, engine braking. Uh, it al- it also does it like that as well. What I've noticed though is that it actually goes away when. Um, like the road crown makes the car tilt to the passenger side. And when I'm tilting to the driver's side, uh, that's when the noise is more uh, intense. So that's what you know prompted me to believe that it actually does have something to do with the, uh, the distribution of the gear oil, per se, for lack of a better term. Well, I guess what... I, well, uh, agreed. What I'm going... What's going through my head is, if I'm doing, you said, 70 miles an hour... Whatever the speed is, uh, would you say sixty-five, seventy, Danny? Yeah, like cruising along, you know, uh, at around sixty, sixty-five, seventy okay. miles an hour on a road trip. You know, what it I, only does that, you know, like on on road on road driving. Right. What What I want to know is, I just, I, I'm just trying to eliminate. Instead of focusing on just what what's bad, I want to eliminate 
the other things that it possibly could be. I just want to make sure I don't have a bad wheel bearing issue here. All right. Uh, I want to make sure that it's trans-related. If, if you're telling me you take it and put it in neutral and cruise along and the noise goes away, that eliminates about 80% of everything else I was thinking about. You know, if, if you're telling me you push in the clutch and it goes away with the clutch in, I've now taken the load off the input shaft of the trans and the main shaft of the trans, so I'm changing the amount of load being exerted on the main shaft bearings. I'm thinking you've got a bad bearing in the trans that's getting hot. Oh, I see. All right. Yeah, because I was I was thinking that perhaps even though the gutter is in place, maybe it doesn't have like the right angle to where the gear oil doesn't necessarily flow in the right direction under certain circumstances, right? Maybe it has to be like like pushed down in order to free you know, for it to have like a different angle. Could it be that um, is it, is possibility? It, is it modified from what it originally was? This this um, not that I can think of. I mean, I bought the car like that um, about a year ago, right. about a year and a half ago, and uh, I noticed that like the first time I took it out on a road trip. And uh, other than that, like if the car, you know, if I go out on, a, on an urban freeway and just put it on fourth and fifth gears and, and it'll go like 50, 55 miles an hour, it, it never does the noise. It's only after driving for about like an hour and a half, give or take. Right. Something's getting, something's getting hot. And obviously, obviously there's enough gear <laughs> yeah. oil. So obviously there's enough gear oil in it because that was probably the first thing the mechanic checked, right? Yeah, and I've actually changed it out myself to a couple of times, you know, trying with different viscosities and all. I right. tried 80W90, and uh, I'm on uh, 85W140 I, right now. I think if you, I think what you have to do is I think you have to separate this to, you know, that it's that it's definitely trans-related. Sounds trans-related to me. And then the next step's going to be, you know, and granted it's an 84, right? So it's 40 years old. You know, and you, yeah, you, you yeah, all, just uh, turned forty. Yeah, you've you've only owned it for a year and a half, two years. What could somebody have done prior to you owning the car? Could they have taken something apart and left something out? Once you determine that all the pieces are there and that it's in the trans, then it's going to be teared down to inspect, and you're looking for something. There's you're going to find a bad bearing or a shaft worn, or something that's obviously taken abuse. And it's being reflected by the noise. But I want to eliminate everything else. That's why I'm saying, you know, shut it off at 60 miles an hour and just coast in neutral. Is the noise definitely gone? If the noise is gone, at, at that point, it's not it's not a wheel bearing, a tire. It's not suspension related. It's got to be in the drive line. So, you know, there's only, there's yeah. only either, either, and it's not the engine. The engine's off at that point, right? And obviously, you're going to you're gonna have to put right. it in neutral and shut it off to coast, right? Uh, right. You know, at that point, it's not suspension, driveline, road noise related, anything like that. It's in the trans at that stage. What else is there? Yeah, yeah. Like you pointed out, it must uh, definitely uh, um, must be a bearing, a bad bearing, or something. Right. Um, could it also be that? Uh, I mean, can there be a bearing that goes bad under certain? Conditions like you know, once it reaches a certain temperature, and you're gonna make like be totally fine. You're gonna make not, me. You're gonna make me tell you hot. the. You're gonna make me tell you my '69 Plymouth Duster story, aren't you? So, I'll tell you what. Let, uh, let, let, so. let me let me let me pull over, take the pause. When I come back, we'll uh, we'll pick this up on the other side, and I'll tell you exactly what made me think of that. That it's in the trans. I'm running any in the car, doctor. We'll be back right after this. 
you're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And it's... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Every highway that me slip away on you. Every highway you seen better days. Welcome back. Ron Nane, the car doctor. Danny, Mexico City, you're still there, sir. Yeah, I'm still here. So when I was a college kid, the only thing I could afford at the time was a 69 Plymouth Duster, which had a um, was it was an old Bell Telephone Company car with over 100,000 miles on it at the time, the Slant 6 with a three-speed stick. And I noticed... Oh, I'm very familiar I, with the Slant 6. Yeah, you know, ran forever, right? Um, and yeah. it, it, it sort of had this built-in speed limiter because if I took it anywhere over 65, maybe 68 miles an hour, it had this groaning built into it, this rumble that occurred. And after after several hours of diagnosis and attempts to repair and everything else, I came to the conclusion and realization it was in the trans. Took the trans apart and found that the main shaft, rear main shaft support bearing had, had failed and it was starting to... Um, uh, brindle was the word I, I, I was always associated with where the, the ball bearings were starting to get pockmarked and it would just under the right under, pockmarked under the right distortion it would just let off this ferocious rumble and howl and uh, I rebuilt the trans and the car was fine so you know it's, it's oh. but, but it was a process of you know don't look for what's bad tell me what's good tell me what's good eliminate the obvious and we'll work our way inward um, you know, because there's nothing else on that, right? This is a Renault Alliance front-wheel drive, right? Yeah, front-wheel drive, uh, yeah. carbureted. You know, yep. the Mexican version with no fuel injection. Yeah, yep. yep. Plain so, and simple. There's not, there's not, there's not much else there. The problem you're going to have, although maybe it's different in Mexico if the cars are still popular, is finding parts. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, there's a strong Renault collectors niche here in Mexico, I and the car it. itself is actually in pretty decent shape. Oh, I believe it. So why aren't you guys getting ready for electric vehicles, Danny? Uh, not so much here in our neck of the woods. I mean, uh, the uh, combustion, uh, the internal combustion cars, still king around here, yeah. which makes me glad I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> 
By yeah, the way, but, speaking of uh, Plymouth, uh, uh, regarding my 6 to 7 Plymouth Valiant, um, I finally ended up putting the uh, ballast resistor back in place because I felt the uh, ignition coil was getting too hot to the touch. So right. I'm hoping I did the right thing. Is it, is it, is it working? Yeah, yeah, it's still uh, uh, cranking to life every time I, uh, I turn on the ignition. Then you did the right. Then you did the right thing, my friend. You know, sometimes with an older car, yeah. their, their personalities change as they age, and then some. Sometimes we're forced because of either lack of parts or the quality of parts. We have to modify the way we repair them. So, as long as what you're doing keeps it, ticking, yeah, but I was, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah, but uh, I think that. Uh, uh, that hyped up uh, ignition coil may not have had the uh, the built-in uh, resistor after all. You know, come to think of it, right? And it may, it may not have, you know, and that's and yeah. that's and that's very possible. Listen, it's it's yeah. as as I was talking about at the top of the hour, the '66 Cadillac starter. Sometimes the older cars are harder to fix, either because of lack of parts, lack of information, or something that's changed along the way, and. You know, our mind doesn't realize, you know, Danny, you're working on a 40-year-old Renault. Think of all the possibilities of somebody else's attempted repair attempts <laughs> that, you know, it, it makes the diagnosis yeah. that much harder, right? That you have to look at everything now. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, God only knows, you know, how many right. hands have actually handled uh, right. the car's uh, componentry. Right. Yeah. So break it down into steps. You know, I always say break it down into steps and smaller pieces, and then how would you take it apart and how would you put it together and how would you diagnose it from that point? So, but do it that way. Do it the way I described, and I think you'll be fine, and you'll get to the root cause, and I think you're going to find it's in the trans. All right? Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I'll, I'll keep that in mind and just go on with the process of elimination, and yeah. uh, I think I will have to end up, uh, uh, you know, taking the transmission apart to check it out thoroughly. Right. Yep. And I'll keep you posted. All right, let me know, Danny. What we found. You be well. <laughs> stay safe. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm Ron Annie in the car, Doctor. We are back right after this. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. After six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
Okie dokie, running into the car doctor. Let's get another one in before the end of the hour. Micah from Maine. Micah, welcome back, sir. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. Good to talk to you, Ron. I got a question for you. I hope we're going to have enough time to cover it. Sure. But um, I got a 2015 Subaru Legacy, and there's been an issue with the heat shield rattling. I've got a great dealership that I take it to with good people. I know the service writers, and I know the techs, and I uh, looked at it the last time, and I'm bringing it in to get the heat shield rattle fixed more than I am getting the oil change because the heat shield rattle comes back every two to three months. The oil change I do every six months. And I brought it in last week, and I asked them to take me under it so I could see exactly what we were talking about. And it's a front heat shield just uh, on the pipe, uh, just behind the wheels. And what happened is the uh, the tabs on the exhaust pipe have rusted out. The exhaust pipe is fine, but the tabs where the heat shield attaches rusted out. They've clamped it, and they reclamp it, and, you know, and it's just different places here and there. And I could replace the exhaust pipe for $1,700. It's not covered by the extended warranty because of the rust. If the catalytic converter goes bad, that's covered. I was told you can take the heat shield off, but that doesn't sound right to me. And I wondered what your opinion was on it, because it's a known issue for Subarus. What we've done is we will put a slit in that shield. So imagine you've got the pipe, you've got that shield as it goes around the pipe, We will cut a small notch real close to where the circumference of the shield touches the pipe and then slide a hose clamp through the slots and then tighten that up. Because if you do it their way, if you you do it without cutting a slot, you're now bending the tab of the heat shield and crushing it. You don't really hold the shield to the pipe. Make, Make sense? You understand what I'm saying? Trying to picture it in my head. I'm not particularly great with this stuff. But All right, so you've got it. Well, so, you, so you've got it. You've got an exhaust pipe, and then you've got you've got a, a heat shield top and bottom that is secured to the pipe by a just it's just it's just a a strap that rotted away. It's just you know, and you could actually weld a strap if you really wanted to get creative back to the pipe, but you know you'd have to make it by hand, etc. So what we've done is we've actually. So if that if that flange that bolts to the strap that rusted away, if that flange is a quarter of an inch on each side, where the where the heat shield makes the right angle bend to make it a flat portion to go to that strap, we'll cut a slot right there. We'll just we'll just hacksaw it out or dremel it out, drill it out, and then we will just clamp both sides using a hose clamp. That hose clamp allows us to keep the heat shield very close to the pipe so we're not bending the ears and we get good grip to hold the shield to the pipe. All right? Go back and look at that. If you have any other questions, you know where to find me, Micah. Always good to hear from you. I'm Ron Anani in the Car Doctor reminding you, until the next time, as always, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.